We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Timeline is a Blue Wire podcast. Phoenix Suns are 0-1 in the first round of the NBA playoffs after losing to the Los Angeles Clippers at home. I'm already all mixed up. My tongue is already tied. (laughs) Sam, how are you doing? I'm doing okay, given the circumstances. Uh, I'm not going to allow any panicking at this point in the series, obviously. But, yeah, we do have a lot to talk about, especially just losing in a very Phoenix Suns fashion tonight, wasting the greatest defensive effort I think either of us have ever seen from Devin Booker. Uh, it stings. Uh, and also yeah. a, a very good game from Kevin Durant for at least part of the night. But yeah, really hard to swallow first quarter, drag themselves back into it, and uh, just a really tough loss at the end of things. I and Maybe even some sort of inexplicable decisions by Monty Williams in a way that I didn't quite expect. I mean, we can start at the very beginning. Josh Okogie didn't start in this game. Torrey Craig came in and started. And Torrey Craig, I'm not going to fault him here. He played uh, well. I mean, he had 22 points. He was really good. before the game, did not agree with the decision to start Torrey Craig. I can't say shit about Torrey Craig tonight. Of all players, there's a bunch of players I think we could go after. Torrey Craig is not one of them. He had 22 points on 12 shots. Uh, He was terrific. And And I think the decision must have been at least partially motivated by the assumption that the Clippers were going to use Zubats to guard a Kogi. Mm-hmm. And if Zubats is guarding someone and it happens to be Torrey Craig, I think that's a better situation for the Suns. You know, obviously defensively, you have Torrey Craig guarding Kawhi Leonard, who was just unbelievable tonight. <laughs> Kawhi, he's just insane. Um, but I think offensively, on the other side of that, if you have... Zubats on someone, I, I just don't think Okogi could have punished that matchup in the same way that Torrey Craig did, and Torrey Craig did a good job. And in 22 points, just like you said, it's pretty insane uh, to see that happen. The entire starting lineup outside of Devin Booker 
was a plus in the plus minus. Devin Booker's where the Suns kind of got beat was Booker was sort of the guy, the only starter in these bench lineups where, I mean, in this game, what do you have? One, two, three, four, five, six, what? Six bench six players, players played. Terrence Ross, four minutes. Yeah. 11 so man 11. rotation in game one of the playoffs. Yeah. Unheard of. Just doesn't happen. And part of it doesn't happen. Part of it makes sense in that if you play Biombo and they're just going to hack him every time he even gets close to the rim, Play Jock Landale. Cool. Yep. I'm happy with that. You know, that part makes sense. You're playing an extra guy. Jock Landale was clearly better. Uh, you know, the Suns are getting beat when any of these bench players are on the floor right now at all. Uh, but Jock Landale was clearly better than Biombo. And I even think a stretch at the beginning of the game with Jock Landale instead of Biombo could have had a bigger impact. And I'll be curious to see if that's something they go to in the next game or, which they did in this game too, skip a backup center entirely and just go with... Uh, Kevin Durant at center, uh, which is ha- hard because that means Ish Wainwright's playing minutes, which did yes. happen in this game. Didn't yes. go that well either there. Um, um, Ish but Wainwright shift. does not need mm-hmm. to play minutes ever, uh, definitely in this series, but he especially, he does not need to be out there just because you're going small ball five. He doesn't. There are other yeah. wings on this team. Play someone else. Play Terrence R- yeah, Ross play- more than four minutes to try and get him into an offensive rhythm. Play TJ Warren to try and get him into an offensive rhythm who rotted on the bench again tonight. And, I, you know, I'm not suggesting that, like, those guys would have been ultimately the the only difference here. Uh, but Ish Wainwright, seven minutes, one defensive rebound, minus 12. It's, it's inexcusable. I don't get the infatuation that Monty has for him. It's not to say that he hasn't had awesome performances in the past, in the regular season. This is not, he's not, he's not ready for this. Yeah. 15 offensive rebounds, the Clippers had. 15 offensive rebounds. It almost feels like that's the whole game right there, right? Because with the Suns, they don't take a ton of threes. You know, the Clippers took 31, the Suns took 20. And that means that you have to win the possession battle. The Clippers are going to turn it over more than the Suns uh, for the majority of the series, and they did in this game 14-10. to 10. So the Suns can win the turnover battle. They cannot get hammered on the offensive boards, especially against a team that plays essentially one big. You know, Plumlee plays as well, but they never play with two tall guys on the floor at a time. You know, you do always have Russell Westbrook, who was really good in this game, by the way, attacking the boards over and over and over again. But that's not the majority of it. The majority of it came from Zubats, who was just just hammering the Suns. And I think Aiton just could not handle him. And too often, and this is the case with Aiton throughout his entire career, too often, Aiton is chasing the rebound instead of putting a body on Zubats. And it's one thing to do that when you have Cameron Johnson at power forward. I think it's a little different to do that when you have a seven-footer at power forward. You have to trust your teammates to chase down the ball on those rebounds and get a body on their only great rebounder that's on the floor. I think it was just, it. you know, in the end of the game, that was a big uh, component of how it ended. Because they got, what, like four possessions in the last minute when the yep. Suns were within one point mm-hmm. and then ended up scoring after all that. Uh, whereas uh, the rest of the game, it just matters too because those extra possessions just add up. And if and if they're shooting more threes and getting extra possessions, you know, they had 41, they made 41 field goal attempts. They took 93. The Suns took 83. Those extra possessions, they add up and they matter a lot. And in this game, I think that was their undoing. Uh, you can't be a bystander. 
<laughs> at this level. You just can't. I, I mean, even when, you know, there, there are going to be guys who take shots on every possession, but every player is doing something. Every player needs to be somewhere, and you can't just be ball watching. You can't be a bystander when it comes to defensive rebounding. Other guys in the starting lineup, for the most part, I thought understood that. When the Suns were playing at their best tonight, when they were making runs, I mean, Chris Paul, at six foot or 5'11", Chris Paul, whatever he is, had an outstanding rebounding performance. He had 11 rebounds tonight, 10 of them defensive. Um, I, I saw him box out Zubats like perfectly on multiple occasions. Uh, he had the play of the game with an offensive rebound and a nutmeg pass uh, that led to an assist. <laughs> Ayton, by yeah. contrast, was on the opposite end of the spectrum. He was a bystander. He had eight rebounds in total, but zero offensive, and many of the worst lowlights came at the end of the game. Like, yeah, and they were trying we're to not, put him in a lot of different actions too. I think defensively, and that's it's going to be interesting to see how the Suns adjust that. I mean, go ahead and finish your thought. There. No, it's just you know, you. I'm only bringing this up because you brought it up. I saw on Twitter you talked about the thirty. He's the thirty million dollar center. Like you brought up the the monetary figure. You know, we're not paying this is that his first playoffs as a max player. I think it's important to point that out. We're we're not paying that figure for you to take. You know, it pick and pop 18 foot jumpers in the clutch, which he did hit one. He missed a lot of others, but he did hit one. I'll, I'll give him credit for that. But like, we're not trying to run our offense through you. They want yeah. you to take those shots because they consider yeah, the it, weakness of yours relative to, yeah. you know, versus letting Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, who are just much more talented offensive players shoot. We are paying you to be the defensive anchor and the rebounding anchor of this team um, and, and the true like spirit. <laughs> of being able to grind it out and he he just wasn't he was a bystander throughout the game and it fucking sucks because we need him to be much better um if we're going to close out and win four of the next six games now eight eight for 16 is bad for a center who doesn't shoot you know doesn't really take jumpers and he needs to be more efficient than that same with chris paul by the way two for nine for chris paul and they're playing this deep, deep, deep drop with Zubats. And Zubats does come out to try and contest at the very end, just like all centers do when Chris Paul takes that shot. But Chris Paul has to hit those shots if the Suns are going to get out of that. Otherwise, them playing that deep of a drop against this Suns team and it being effective is huge because a deep drop like that, this team is designed to punish that. And, you know, to be fair, Kevin Durant, who had 27 points on 15 field goal attempts, did you know Devin Booker who had 26 points on 19 field goal attempts also did uh but the fact that uh, ev everyone else kind of didn't maybe outside of Tory Craig who had sort of an out of body experience in this game compared to his normal type of game they have to be able to punish that you can't allow Zubots to be that effective defensively when they're playing a, a, essentially a game plan that you want them to play well, it's, it's not a great sign. And luckily, you know, at least KD's a newcomer, but Chris Paul and Devin Booker, they've played dozens. Is that an over? Is that overkill? They've played at least like 20, uh, 30 playoff games? Yeah. playoff games together now, right? Math is on their side when it comes to drop defense not working against the Phoenix Suns, not working against that particular duo. I think there's regression that we can expect going forward as we talk about what are the things to look forward for in this series. There's going to be regression coming in a lot of places. The good news for the Suns is, you know, basically they dug themselves in a hole by taking those types of shots that normally they hit in the first quarter and just didn't make any of them. 
Um, then a couple of guys turned it on. Booker looked uh, much more, he showed more intent towards attacking the basket at a certain point in the game, and I thought it opened up, up uh, other things for them. And so that offense kind of came back on, and I think that will continue to be there for them uh, in the rest of the series. Now, the Clippers have some regression, too. Say what you will about Russell Westbrook. Do we, I, I want him to be taking shots, of course. Uh, is he going to be 3 for 19 bad for the rest of the series? I'm not sure he's going to be 3 for 19 bad. Right, I definitely right, right. do want him taking shots. Um, but he was awful tonight. And if he just had a normal performance as well, I'm sure that's something that the Clippers can point at and say, hey, Russell Westbrook's not going to shoot 15% from the field this entire series. So we have an opportunity to tack more points on uh, on the board as well. So it's kind of coming for both sides. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, he's not going to be super effective. I think he'll be a negative more than he's a positive. In this game, I think he was a positive, regardless of how you look at single game plus minus. Once again, doesn't matter. And I think in these playoffs especially, there's such runs that have such impact on those for single games that they really don't matter. Um, I do have a feeling we're probably going to see a very clear picture of Russell Westbrook hitting Devin Booker's wrist on that last play because I think it probably was a foul. I'm not going to get super angry about some of the calls made in this game in particular because I think some of them benefited the Suns as well, um, particularly when DeAndre Ayton was called for a phantom foul when it was clearly probably should have been a charge on Russell Westbrook, but if it was a foul on the Suns, it, it should have been a Devin Booker foul. Um, so it is what it is. Those calls just go either way. That's what happens sometimes, and it's kind of why in some ways jump shots, mid-range jump shots are uh, – effective in the playoffs in general because you're less likely to get fouled on those and if they're not going to call certain fouls at the rim sometimes those jump shots are good um i do want to say though like you know obviously i think chris paul could be better i think deandre ayton could be a lot better and i want to say chris paul was still pretty good but the shooting needs to be better and deandre and i think he can improve offensively i think he could improve defensively i think he can improve on the rebounds especially None of these are, you know, you can't point at any of these things and say this is the reason they lost. But here's here's one of the things that was bothering me throughout the game. Josh Okoge comes off the bench. Now, Josh Okoge has been an effective player, a good player, I think you can say for the Suns in the last 20 or so games of the season. One of the reasons it works with Josh Okoge is because the starting lineup has so much offense that you can sort of get away with Josh Okoge being there with the starters. He's effective. You don't lose too much offensively. You lose some. You lose some, especially against a coach like Ty Lue. He might be able to exploit that in ways that other coaches can't. You you move him to the bench, there's just not enough offense in the bench. Once you start taking some of the starters out, you start mixing guys in. Now Josh Okoge comes in. He's playing where there's not enough offense on the floor in general. Now you're losing what makes him effective. Right, You don't have enough offense to make up for the lack of offense that Josh Okoge gives you. He's the guy or one of the guys that can create more possessions for the Suns on offensive rebounds or he can do it by getting steals or blocks. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, you're, you're about, shifting the dynamic of the team a little too much there, in my opinion. You're definitely shifting the dynamic of the team. Look, Josh was the surprise of the second half of the season. He was maybe the Suns, I don't know, fourth or fifth best player. So for him to play seven minutes in general is pretty insane. If you, just given how well Tory played, I have a feeling Monty's going to stick with Tory game two. So the question is, how can you get Josh more minutes in spite of that? And how can you optimize that bench lineup? A little bit better because if you look at the other side 
Ty Lue's got his rotation down, right? We talked about one of our big questions going into the series. Yeah. Who the hell is Ty Lue going to play? And there are guys yeah. who, who got cut. Covington could have played. He's a solid player. Yeah. Didn't play. Yeah. Marcus Morris didn't play. I asked the question on that podcast, is Marcus Morris going to play or is Terrence Mann going to play? Terrence Mann played. He, he did a solid job. They've got their nine-man yeah, rotation. there to be like Patrick Beverly on Chris Paul, right? That's Terrence Mann's role in They're, these playoffs. Be they, as they annoying played, as possible to Chris Paul. They played Plumley plus 16, Bones Highland plus Bro- 13, Terrence Mann Possibly plus 13. a broken finger by Plumley. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> and Norm Powell plus 11. And that's their rotation. They've got their nine-man rotation. For us... Josh needs to play. It looks, uh, it's a little bit but more palatable. But if he's palatable. coming off the bench, does he? Uh, yes, he you know, does. Like, yes, it's he does. Hard. Yes, he does. Punt Ish Wainwright back to the fucking bench and put another shooter <laughs> yes, out fair. there and hope and pray also that campaign comes back and suddenly we're not talking about this as much yeah. of an issue. It's when you've got Biz. We didn't mention that campaign. We had Biz game, right? and Akogi and Ish. All on the floor at the same time. What are we expecting? I talked about. What are we I expecting? Talked about ex- it's not even just that. Shamit was on the floor for some of those minutes too, and he's just not a shooter anymore. As much as we want to pretend like he's a shooter, he, we haven't seen that in months. It, when I talk about inexplicable decisions by Monty Williams in this game, I'm not saying there's a lot. I think people tend to just get super mad in the playoffs about everything he does, but the Craig decision was not that. That lineup. <laughs> It was that, and they got absolutely murdered in that time. It makes no sense to have Isha, Kogi, and Biz on the floor. I mean, it's the reason that Devin Booker was a minus six in this game. Essentially, minutes that he plays with guys like that, you can't you can't get away with that in the playoffs. You can do that in regular season games, and then all of a sudden, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and in some games, DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul will just pull you out of that hole, and you can win the game. game like this, you can't do it. You have to play as much time as possible without you know with some semblance of offense on the floor (laughs) you know I understand going into a defensive lineup you can't do that for very long in the playoffs there other teams will take advantage of it you know too too easily and in this game I thought in particular I'll mention it again the the Clippers are one of the best coaches coached teams in the NBA in my opinion Tyler's amazing and they did a really good job of not guarding the guys that they wanted the Suns to shoot. They were incredibly disciplined in that, leaving DeAndre Ayton open 18 feet away from the basket, leaving Jock Landell or Biz open 18 feet away from the basket, and then fouling them if they're close to the rim, that kind of thing. You know, putting Zubats on Torrey Craig or Josh Okogie, if we see time with Josh Okogie on the floor. Those types of decisions, I think, by a team like the Clippers, if you have very little offense on the floor... You're not going to be able to do anything. They're just too smart. They're they're too smart and too well coached to be able to take advantage of that. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, so we got to get more offense on the floor next time out. And and luckily, I think there are internal guys we can point to, and, and that gets a little bit easier. Um, let's maybe focus on some positives, talk about defense a little bit. In general, how did you feel about the strategy coming out on Kawhi? We maybe we, we, we guessed that this might be what they were doing. We didn't guess. I'm not going to give us all the credit. We didn't think it was going to be Torrey Craig specifically um, on Kawhi, that Josh Okogie was not going to start. Yeah, we thought it was possible. Yeah, but we, we I thought Josh Jacoby I'm just going to say we sure. we didn't call that one and that's fine. Uh what we did call was now KD can play on Russ. And that was in fact the way that the Suns started the game. Now they went away from that strategy actually later in the game, but how did you feel and about that? I I think all of that was relatively smart. I think that they're doing they're expending a lot of effort to not try to send a second guy when Tory Craig's guarding Kawhi. When anyone else is, I guess not necessarily Durant, but when it's anyone else, they're they're really trying to bring another guy or switch Craig back onto him as quickly as possible. Still not totally convinced. I mean, we we in this game, thirty eight points for Kawhi Leonard on twenty four shots, including nine of ten from the free throw line, and Tory Craig had five fouls. I'm not sure that we should be convinced that Tory Craig can take him one on one. No one can. I also think. No one, yeah, no, no one, one can, can and, when he's like uh, this. This was tw- this also, was 2019 Toronto Raptors finals run Kawhi, and I don't know if yeah, he's going to play like yeah. this all series. But just he came out there and made he it. Might, had a, he yeah. had a statement <laughs> game, reminding people that this is who the hell I am, uh, or at least can right. be in the playoffs. He was the best player on the floor, and we have Kevin freaking Durant. He can be yeah. At his best, he is still a top five player in the NBA. I don't think he's a top five player in the NBA right now, probably, because I don't think that's who he is every single night. But at his best, that is who he is. He's sensational. Yeah. I, like, I'm not going to rule out the possibility that he can do that every night. I think it's very possible. But I also think no possessions at all with Josh Okoge on him is a little bit weird, too. None at all? Like, we didn't try that a single time? I, You know, at Bad-ish. some point... Again, this is like they yeah. had ish on him a few times, but they never tried Josh because they really wanted to bother him with size. Didn't work. Didn't work. Yeah, I, don't, I just don't think that works. So, you know, going into the next game, you know, we're going to obviously switch over to adjustments here um, at some point. But going into the next game, you have to throw different looks at him. I don't think you can do the same thing over and over and over again. He's also so good at working off the ball. Very Devin Booker like in that in that he'll just stand near the near the basket and then all of a sudden he's cutting three different directions to a wide open mid-range shot from a pass from Russell Westbrook and 
somebody like Josh Okoge can bo- bother that a lot more than Tory Craig because Tory Craig's too big to get around screens the way Josh Okoge can. On the other side of that, of course, Kawhi can also do a power game, post you up, push you on the way to the rim, get to the foul line, that kind of thing. That's also something he can do, but it it it's a lot harder to do that, meaning he might actually expend enough energy, even though he's a robot, to be a little bit tired at the end of the game and maybe miss one of those two threes that he took that buried the game and ended it uh, for the Suns. And so just trying different things on him, doing different things, I think would actually work. I personally would still start Josh Okogie in the next game and just see how it works. You can always pull the plug relatively early and put Torrey Craig in, but that first quarter, 18 points in the first quarter. It didn't work. Uh, you know, as much as Torrey Craig played well, a bad start can can hurt you a lot in the NBA playoffs, and it messes with your, you know, and ended up Kevin Durant played 45 minutes. I mean, they, they just they looked 43 minutes. They looked like a unit that had spent the last few weeks of the season playing together with Josh Okoge and playing virtually no minutes with Torrey Craig. That's just how it was. Torrey Craig has not yeah. been sharing the floor with those dudes. It's just going to be yeah. harder. Um. What would you change about the... Let's talk about uh, Kawhi first. What would you change about the Kawhi Leonard matchup? I, it's, it's, For it's, the next team. Yeah, no, I understand. It's difficult, man. I, I hear you on a Kogi. I really do. I think Tori's going to stay on him. I don't think there's a whole lot that well, changes about the Kawhi matchup in particular. I think it's... Well, I'll bring up an idea you had in the in the preview. They didn't really... They didn't really expend a ton of energy trying to get the ball out of his hands. Trap you know what? You know what's funny? I can't even remember who they did it on anymore. I, I don't think it was a Kawhi. Aiton played at the level one possession. Did you catch that? It was like in the... No, I didn't notice that. It Was, in was like, it Gordon maybe? I don't even remember. I'd, I'd have to go back and look. It was in the first half. I don't remember who it was against. I just remember seeing him at the level for one possession. I thought, oh, okay. And then he, he also switched onto Kawhi like once or twice. Uh, and, and I was like, all right, they're, they're, they're doing stuff. They're being a little bit more inventive. Then it went away <laughs> as we got later on in the game. So obviously not a heavy sample size to look at there. Yeah. I would love if they got more aggressive on him. How many assists do you have tonight? He had five assists, three turnovers. Yeah. 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 Par for the course, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That's something he's capable of doing, but maybe force him to do it a little bit more. But that's the, that's just, the type of and, stuff. And, look, if you're going to do that, then Josh needs to be on the floor too just because he's such an event creation guy. He, he's going to create live ball turnovers. He's going to create that havoc, and you can That's Devin transition now. and fly <laughs> into the open court. And how awesome would it be, by the way, because I said it at the very beginning, but we kind of haven't touched on it since then, Booker, with his defensive effort, how awesome would it be if we got that type of effort from Akogi and, um, and Devin, or Book, rather, on the, on the same night? It would be incredible. Just to underscore again, four blocks. What did he have? Four steals and three blocks. The official box score says three now. I think the broadcast said four at one point for Book. Um, but four steals and three blocks for Devin Booker. Definitely never seen anything like that. Uh, yeah, I think the last time a, a guard, I think StatMuse posted this, last time a guard had 20-plus points, four-plus blocks and steals. It was Michael Jordan. <laughs> Only Michael Jordan and Devin Booker have yeah. ever done it in the playoffs before. Well, yeah, that an, makes the loss an insane defensive more. performance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. He does a lot of incredible things, uh, even when they lose, and that's the thing about being Devin Booker sometimes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we should mention Kevin Durant has a new 
postseason high in assists with 11 assists in this game, was one rebound away from a triple-double. His playoff debut for the Phoenix Suns, 27 points, 11 assists, 9 rebounds, 1 steal, 2 blocks, only 1 turnover uh, in this game. By the way, the entire turnover battle was pretty good. The only player who did not play well turnover-wise was Devin Booker, who had 5, but he also created essentially 7 turnovers on the other side of that, so I think he made up for that a little bit. And so much of that came when the bench guys were on the on the court as well. But yeah, I mean, Durant was pretty pretty sensational here. But 45 minutes and 27 points, at, I mean, the Suns need more. <laughs> they, they do need more scoring. I understand why he was getting the ball to the right guys. And he started the first quarter with zero points, which I don't think will happen that often. But, you know, both Devin Booker and Kevin Durant probably need to be 30-plus pretty regularly in the postseason in order to uh, win games and, and win series. Uh, and I, I hope to see that happen going forward. Yeah, they're still figuring out the flow of their offense. It's difficult because so much of the stuff that we raved about also with the Clippers, and it just shows you, again, A, their scheme, but B, how well coached they are. So much of the stuff we've raved about for the Suns all season long, it's like, oh, look at how many options they have out of their elbow set. Look at what they can do in in the Spain pick and roll. Look at what they can do, you know, when they empty out the corner. And it's like, then you actually get into a playoff game and here's a team that switches everything and it's just 80% of it is gone. From the yeah. opening tip, 80, 80 to 90% of that shit is gone. And the Suns are forced... All the first to, options. Yeah, yeah, and the Suns are... Well, and how many times did the Suns even run that stuff in the second half? They didn't at all because it would have been futile. So they started mismatch hunting, essentially, which is generally a great yeah. idea when you have Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, but when when they play as poorly as they did in the first quarter and it can get into their heads a little bit, you know, I, th- I think KD kind of as a reaction to that was trying to be as much of a team player as he could and started passing the ball more than he shot it. So I think if he has a better start in game two, we just see more points from him flat out because he'll, he might be more inclined to take 20, 25 shots. But I definitely agree that we're going to need those types of um, performances out of him going forward. Well, it started, the Suns had a problem offensively, but it ended with them having a problem defensively. They could not get stops when it mattered the most. They really, really locked down defensively in the third quarter. And you saw a stretch of basketball there where you said, okay, I, this looks like a contender now. You can see, you know, I've, I've I mentioned it before the playoffs began. My confidence has not hit the point that I would like it to be in order to feel like this team is going to win this year. Um, there was a stretch in that third quarter where I thought, okay, I can kind of <laughs> see it now. Vince the McMahon, defense, I'm, when yeah. the defense works like this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and then, yeah, that went away. And, and look, this team in the Clippers, we mentioned it. They were the best three-point shooting team for a, a pretty long stretch there to close the season, even without Paul George. And it's going to be tough. That and there, and there was three threes, really, that did it uh, at the end. And... You know, Kawhi Leonard hit two of them. One of them, actually, I think both of them were off the ball on catches. And then the other one was Eric Gordon, who was a few feet behind the line, as he tends to be. And he made that one, and that kind of ended it. I actually thought Landry Shamit, who played the most minutes off the bench of any player, which could be related to campaign or could be just a, a strategic thing here. But I thought Landry Shamit actually probably did the best job chasing around shooters off ball outside of Devin Booker in this game but they're helping and they're finding shooters and those shooters to be honest did not make as many as they can in this game they made 10 threes out of 31 attempts 
and the Suns can do a better job, I think, contesting those. The fact that three of those 10 threes came in the last three minutes of the game is pretty painful, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, more, number more one adjustment. More reliable, more Shamit minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I don't love it. I hope Payne comes back soon, but you know, even he's been so iffy. It's just we need to we need to figure out this rotation sooner rather than later. We need to really lock down who our nine guys are going to be. I don't want to see another eleven man rotation in game two or even ten. Ideally, who would you take out? Uh, I um, got two guys. I think I would throw out there right now. You have two guys. You would two additional guys you would throw out or I know that I would take oh, out of the yeah. Rotation, so play Jock instead of Biz. That reduces it from eleven to, easy. to ten. I think that's easy. No yeah, Ishman. Got to do that. No ish minutes. Now we're down to nine. And so then your four guys off the bench are Josh, Landry. Who are the other guys who played tonight? Let's see. Josh, Landry. Landale. Landale. Okay, so Landale. And then the other guy was Ross. Replace Ross with Payne. Reduce Shamit's minutes, up Payne's minutes. And now you've got Payne, Shamit. Honestly, maybe replace Shamit with Ross <laughs> again. Maybe swap them out again. Ah, I don't know. So Shamit was working hard defensively in this game. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, Shamit was too, but I don't Ross care. actually tried to. I don't care. He can't shoot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he really can't. It's <laughs> we might, crazy. We, we might, he had this. He had those two runouts. Yeah, two we, big layups at a certain point of the game. But yeah, we might need him anyway. That's the sad part. Um, look, Payne, Shamit, Akogi, and Landale. There's your nine man rotation. I feel okay about that. I don't feel great about it. I feel okay about it. What about you? And if you get in foul trouble, which I think you can, and you probably will, I think T.J. Warren could find time on the floor as well. You got to give that a try at some point because he could be a difference maker. And if it doesn't work, you pull him, right? The way they did with Ross in this game, you know, or Biombo, for example. You, you play guys when you want to try them, and if it doesn't work, you don't have to continue to play them. Um, and the other option is no Landale or Biombo. You know, as we talked about, you, you can find time to put Durant at center. I think he, he did a pretty good job in the few minutes that they tried that. The, the trouble is Ish Wainwright <laughs> being another one of the guys on the floor at that time. Anyone who could hit threes and play defense on this team would be so vital right now. It's a tough part about making a big trade midseason without a lot of opportunities to fill the roster out with the kind of guys you want to play. You know, if only Damian Lee could play defense, <laughs> he'd be the perfect addition. He would uh, to this team. That's why guys. That's that why out. guys who play a lick of defense and also hit you know thirty seven, thirty eight percent of their catch and shoot threes consistently and and actually draw gravity in them, not in the kind of Tory Craig way. Uh, that's why they command so much money in this league. That's why they are invaluable to playoff teams. So the yeah. biggest difference, look, we can talk all the strategic differences we want. The biggest differences in this game would be DeAndre in getting 13 rebounds instead of eight. Yep. And Chris Paul going five for nine instead of two for nine. Yep. Those, those are two the, things happen in this game and you win by 10. I mean, those are the, the, the it's, it's kind of three keys to me for the next game. Eight and don't be a bystander. Chris Paul, hit your elbow mid-range jumpers, attack the drop defense, continue to be aggressive, all of that. Um, and then switch up the bench. Let's solidify rotation, which I think Monty is capable of making that third final adjustment. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are probably the biggest things going forward. N- nobody on the, you know, like, like we can't, we just can't have a scenario where I think Zubats is essentially outplaying DeAndre. And <laughs> you can't it's, do that. It's a disaster. Yeah. You know, that's, disaster. that's what happened in this game. That's what happened. He only took eight shots. He had 12 points. And what did he end with? 15 rebounds? Yeah, 15 rebounds. Four, 14, but, uh, but good. He was good. Oh, yeah. Is it 14? I'm looking at the ESPN box score. It says 15. So, so. am I. 
Oh, interesting. Maybe oh, fuck. I refreshed it. it. Now it says 15. Never mind. Good call. <laughs> yeah. So they gave him an extra rebound. You can't. You just can't let Zubats outplay. And Aiton has had a great series against this team before. And it was admittedly a series where they went small quite a bit. So, you know, obviously that juices rebounding numbers a little bit here. But you just can't let Zubats outplay you. Um, the other thing is, I think they were letting Westbrook get away with a lot of fouls on those chase downs where he was poking from behind. He was hitting elbows quite a bit on those. And, I, you know, I'm not sure if the refs are going to let him do that for the rest of the series or if they're going to make some of those calls. I think that would be a little bit helpful um, going forward. Um, but, yeah, this is the series where the X outs matter, right? Running out to shooters, closing out as hard as possible. They have to continue to do that on everyone but Westbrook, admittedly, and kind of let Westbrook let it fly. There were some but really... you can't let Eric Gordon be open. You can't let Batum, Batum be open. Batum, too. There were some horrific examples of that that maybe I'll find and clip uh, on, on social in the media. the first quarter in particular. Tomorrow, on the yeah. first quarter, a couple possessions in a row that the Clippers had put the Suns in a hole, specifically where the Suns were not Xing out. Uh, and not finding the right guys on their rotations. And I think it was either Batum or, or Eric Gordon who made them pay. So can't And part of that is that. playing with Torrey Craig, you know, playing with a, a a group that you haven't played a ton of minutes with yet. You know, you put Josh Kogi out there, they've played a little more together. Maybe they're a little more familiar where each guy's going to be on those closeouts. So uh, that could have been a difference maker there. Monty said before the game that he was a little worried about the break affecting them a little bit, and maybe it did. Maybe they have some rust to shake off. Maybe they come back, play a lot better, uh, close them out in the first quarter at the very least, and then have the ability to maintain that for the rest of the game. But this is a series where if Kawhi Leonard plays like this the whole time, I I mentioned it. I'm not sure how they're going to guard Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. One of the best ways they guarded Devin Booker and Kevin Durant in this game was if they missed every shot like they did in the first quarter. I don't want to take away credit from the Clippers. I think they did a really good job, especially in that first half, guarding both of those guys. But they both found ways to score, and they continued to do that as the game progressed. I do think if some, if people were wondering why Durant wasn't super involved at the end of the game, he played 45 minutes. You know? No. He played 45 minutes. I, I just don't know how much he has left at his age after playing 45 minutes at the end of a game. Yeah, I mean, Chris Paul's a comparable age, and we only expect what, like, what did he play? 35? 33, I think. Oh, he played yeah. 30. Fuck, he played 39. 30, he played 39 minutes himself. So yeah. you can see the burden that it's taking on all of these guys, and, and just to have to, to expect them to all have to play that much, just to eke out and win. Imagine if Paul George was playing, man. This would be a yeah, really, exactly. really Could intense have been a yeah. <laughs> battle of a series. And um, mm-hmm. even without Paul George, they have to clean up some things. Anything else? I know we can keep this one relatively short. We don't have to go for a full hour here. But anything else you want to bring up? I'm sure there's stuff we're no, missing No, I think here. it's all right, man. I mean, we're disappointed in Aiton. We're a little disappointed in Chris. You know, and the bench was a disaster. A little disappointed in Monty, I think. Uh, yeah, a little disappointed in Monty, and the bench was a disaster. Yeah. So that's I think we kind of laid it all out And ultimately, there. look, I don't want to harp on the guys that actually played kind of well here in Booker and Durant, but ultimately they need more scoring from those guys too, you know, to, to round it out. Those guys need to score. Uh, Tory Craig with, um, with the lack of offense on this team, the Aurora Torialis, if you will, proud of you tonight. You had a hell of a game. Yeah. Um, I, Mike and Booker was amazing. Mike doesn't want you to start next game. I would be okay if he started <laughs> again, maybe that'll motivate but, him a little again, yeah. but we'll see. So good job, Tory. Everyone else get your shit together. Yeah. And that's about it. And I'll say this too about Booker. When I say you need more offense from him, he missed shots he normally makes. And the playoffs, when you do that, you can lose a game. 
and that's what happened in this game. So just make the shots you normally make, and that would help a lot, I think. You know, and he saw 20, 26 points on 19 field goal attempts. Not going to take that away from him. 35 in the next game would be kind of nice. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, all right. There's Luckily, look, as much as rest would be nice between these games, it's an every-other-day schedule for the rest of this first round, no matter how long it takes. That means there's only one day off, and then the Suns are back on Tuesday with another game. We'll be watching that, that game live, talking about it as it happens, and recording immediately afterwards that, once again. That means one day off for us as well, by the way, Mike. I don't know if you realize that, and then yeah. we'll be recording a podcast <laughs> again. And we're going to try and find some ways. I don't know if it's going to happen this week or not, hopefully, to sprinkle in Patreon pods here or there. As I well. think we'll, we'll try just, on the weekends. We'll have more time, right? We will have to. Maybe, yeah, maybe we work a guest in or two, or we're going to have to figure out a way to record those on the off days specifically, but we're going to try. So if you're uh, already subscribed to the patron, Patreon, excuse me, if you're already a patron, um, look forward to some of that stuff. And otherwise, see you every couple days. Yep, and join us, just a reminder, on Saturday to watch the game together in Game 4, uh, which will be in L.A. and probably will be, at this rate, a very important game. Uh, <laughs> so thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, and we'll be back soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.